From the minds of Australia's biggest live stage late night talk show comes a podcast too raunchy for the stage, too funny for the radio, too short for the Netflix, and too diverse for the Australian TV. Clean your ears and calm your fears. Your salvation from mediocrity is here. It's Edward Weekly. And Sam. Oh, hey guys, ladies and gentlemen, it is Ebsworth Weekly. This is the podcast where we discuss all things Ebsworth tonight. We are going to try a very special different type of episode today because we have just done our first ever election edition last night. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to be breaking down that, giving you guys a couple of clips and uh, discussing some extra secret hidden little tidbits of stuff that we cut for time and what we thought about it and maybe even some new avenues for jokes. I am joined with me as always my best friend, a uh, string cheese that has been left out in the sun. It is Sam Cripp. Thank you. I um, did not write you a funny introduction this episode because I'm very hungover today. How we, about, we celebrated the show. We put in a lot of hard work and we partied hard afterwards. Give me, give me the first thing that comes off your head and we'll just see what happens with it. Give it up for the man whose lips are very shiny right now. <laughs> Yeah, they are very shiny. A visual joke on an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm using Josh's, our amazing audio producer, introducing Josh. Hello. I'm, I'm using his, uh, what is it called? It's like soothing salve. Soothing salve. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, salve? I have. I've got a joke for you. Oh, shit, I wrote this joke. This one's coming right from my brain. Give it up for Colin. A beta in the body of an alpha. Oh, that's high praise. I didn't write that. That was actually Tony Knight. Tony, welcome. Hello. Tony is uh, a director for the show. Uh, (laughs) We wanted to bring the whole crew in today that was available and not uh, hungover (laughs) or riddled with COVID, which is apparently a pretty big issue based on last night's show. Yeah, we might all be getting COVID after that show. We knew someone would get some diseases from uh, Sam, exposure to Sam, so (laughs) we we don't know. So Sam was like, I spit when I I talk and I come when I spit. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, yeah, Sam was in some very tight fitting outfits and uh, I guess we had to wear about two super spreaders that night. Uh, <laughs> no, um, guys, uh, it was an amazing show. So let's do a quick recap. So this was the first ever political edition of the show, Electile Dysfunction, trademark Tony Knight. He came up with the title. Uh, it was a very cool show. We did two shows back to back. It's the first time we've ever done two shows. That was an interesting back. experience. Yeah, uh, it was. I wouldn't say it was rushed. We actually did the quickest setup we've ever done. We got in at ten a.m. and then we worked and worked and worked. And you know, we all had individual jobs. Uh, Josh was tech- checking the tech. Tony was setting up the stage. Uh, Sam was relearning to walk. He has to do that every day. It's a real fifty-first <laughs> um, date situation where Sam <laughs> every day has to play a little VHS reminding him of who he is in his entire life. <laughs> He's just but, like, but like before I play the VHS, I have to read the instruction manual because I don't know what the VHS is. <laughs> so he has to watch the second video. He's I so have fun. to watch a DVD explaining what the VHS is. One time I, I put in like- a VHS of Die Hard and, and Sam does not like German people. <laughs> it was, it was upsetting. Sam put in a VHS of the BFG and then it turns out that the tape got caught and he was just watching his own reflection. So it actually all worked out the same. (laughs) (laughs) Really hard to come though. (laughs) Really hard. He's like, hey, I'm trying to give a sample here. And the woman's like, this is a subway. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. um, Anyway, six inches. That's crazy. How am I going to triple my dick? I think it went well. Do you guys think it went well? The first one 
was like a tech rehearsal. The second one was better. Yeah, mm. it was good. I mean, I think the guests did really well. We had Senator Louise Pratt, uh, who was really interesting. Very insightful. I didn't know. Yeah, she was the, she introduced the original bill for gay marriage back in 2012. So that was pretty cool. She also uh, was uh, an advocate for uh, homelessness in WA and a lot of other services like that. So that was cool. She had very insightful statements. And then fucking back from 2019, back-to-back champ, Jordan Steele John. One of the OG guests. He was so good. I have no idea. How is he that funny? He's just so affable. It was very funny and he called it like it was. Yeah. He, uh, and he really brought the show home. Tony was filming the whole thing. Any highlights for you, Tony? It's Sam's Sam segment, which we're going to listen to. Uh, that was that was great. Yeah, that Sam, was a lot was of fun to do. Um, that was a good bit. Aves killed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aves Robbins uh, is a great comic uh, in WA that we had on to do a special guest segment on trans issues. And genuinely, because I was at the back of the room watching the boomers leave was another highlight for me. Yeah. That was, that was so good. Uh, <laughs> um, we also brought in Sam's, uh, we didn't know what it was going to look like. Sam had a replacement bar. Uh, usually he's behind a bar or like a lectern and uh, Amelia, our arts director who was in uh, episode two, made an amazing fake polling booth. Like huge, a polling a box. huge ballot box. Yeah. It was very hard to get in and out of, but it looked hilarious. It was really funny. At the beginning, Sam goes, oh, do you want to do it? I'd come out because the intro... The way you introduce me, if you want to say that joke. Uh, I said, a man who has been denied uh, from the uh, <laughs> from Australia first, Pauline Hanson's One Nation and Palmer United for being too white. It's Sam Cripp. And then I come out, everyone's like, oh, this fucking guy, yeah. This guy, and then, that's the kid. That's the guy who stole my wallet. That's the, <laughs> that's the kid that went missing 20 years ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> the kid from the milk pail. Sam, if you were lost on a milk carton, it would be like three stacked together. <laughs> they have to do your legs on one, the middle section on the other, and then your head on the top you of it. To, like, you have to like collect them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you have to collect the whole set of missing Sam kids. <laughs> and, then, and then you went again, you're like, yeah. Oh, he's missing. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I come out and then I wait for the crowd to die down because they just get whipped up were, into a frenzy. There were a lot of boomers. We were waiting for them to die down. Ovation. Ovation. Yeah, it was Gee, like- Which is weird to have a standing ovation at the beginning yeah, of the people show. Yeah, people- Yeah, actually, clapped, that's, hard. that's hard. Got up and they thought the show was over. So that's why some of the boomers left. Stan was like, stop throwing flowers at me. I'm not hungry. <laughs> 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 yeah, look, it was so funny. But then you said- And then I come out and I'm like, thank you, Colin. It's great to be here. Free of any association with any political parties because nobody- can put me in a box. And then I proceed to very awkwardly climb into the ballot box. Yeah, we didn't, uh, I didn't know that Millie was going to make it so that you could go into it. Which It was amazing. It looked really good, but it was still very difficult for you to get There in. was just a tiny hole cut in the back. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big guy. We've got to add that it wasn't you acting out awkwardly getting into a box. It was no. you literally just awkwardly, awkwardly, awkwardly getting, getting into a box. Yeah, the first show loved it. The second show was like, that this is poor ups- man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really upsetting. Why does Colin make him do this? <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. going to play the monologue and let you guys hear how it went down and then I'll include some of the jokes. I'll tell you some of the stuff we were thinking of that got cut for being oh, way across the line. <laughs> guys, uh, let's see what's going on in the news. Oh, my God, we got to start off with Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. What is kicking off there? I don't know if you guys have been following the trial, but apparently Amber Heard took a shit in Johnny Depp's bed. That's true. And a lot of people are saying that can't have happened. That can't be true. But it's like, guys, this is Johnny Depp. The man made shock a lot. I think he knows a steaming pile of shit when he sees it. Uh, it's great. The restrictions are done now. The borders are open, which is pretty cool. Uh, we can all travel now. West Australians can finally go into state. Australians can finally go to Bali. Ben Robert Smith gets to go to The Hague. Isn't that crazy? 
Uh, obviously, we we have to acknowledge what happened at the Oscars. Uh, Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock, uh, which is like that's crazy. But I, I want to know what Denzel Washington whispered into his ear. That's interesting because apparently there was audio footage released that Sam and I heard, and uh, apparently the recording said uh, Denzel whispered into his ear, um, "You've just assaulted someone in front of a billion people on live TV, and there will be no repercussions, and you're about to get an award. This is the closest you ever get to being a WA cop." I think. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, and uh, <laughs> in other news, uh, what's going on? Oh, yeah, uh, fossil fuel subsidies this year alone are set to top $22,000 per minute from the Liberal government. $22,000. What are they, mining in a fucking Wilson car park? What is happening? <laughs> Something else crazy that happened, uh, a missile was found in an Indigenous heritage listed site. We got a photo. Oh, yeah. This is true. This actually happened. Thankfully, uh, the government came in, they removed the missile and returned it to its rightful owners, who we can only assume was Rio Tinto. <laughs> what else happened? Uh, oh, in Nevada, there was a person running for the Board of Education who uh, made comments saying that being gay is against the Constitution. Which is nuts for an American to say, seeing as the country was literally founded by our forefathers. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> um, the Labour Party has called out uh, the Liberal Party over what they're calling the worst uh, act of international affairs uh, in 80 years when the Solomon Islands uh, formed a defence pact with China. Honestly, I, I gotta say, as an Australian, that's probably the worst team up you've ever seen in Australia outside of the AFP and the off button on their body cameras. <laughs> Sorry, none of you guys like the ABC? Is that, is that what I'm getting here? None of you guys? Okay, we'll see that one. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, uh, is it Guide Dogs Australia? Uh, the CEO of Guide Dogs Australia was dismissed after publicly endorsing. Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg, which is wild because isn't their whole job to assist the blind? Yeah. She was just helping someone with no vision. So... <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what was going on there. Um, also, Australia will be uh, bringing over its Bushmaster vehicles to Ukraine to support the war effort over there. Uh, Bushmaster, for those of you who don't know, they're vehicles that uh, transport troops, not to be confused with a Bush servant, which is uh, the John Howard years. Too smart for me. Too smart. <laughs> uh, and, and finally, uh, Scott Morrison was caught texting during uh, the Anzac Day Memorial. We got a photo over here, um, but in his defense, apparently he said publicly that uh, he was respecting the Anzacs. He was entering Anzac into his latest Wordle game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta try. He put woman third, that's pretty good. He knows how to, he knows what it is. <laughs> So those were the monologue jokes. I liked him. It was interesting. There's so many people like, ooh, ah. And I was like, yes, yeah. we haven't started yet. We, My this is it. favorite ooh, ah <coughs> is the one about Bush servant. Yeah. George Who's Bush and 
John Howard, and someone in the crowd's like, "Hey, come on, hey, come on, guys, you leave, you leave John Howard alone." Yeah, a man whose John eyebrows Howard. are clearly his hairline trying to escape escape his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there are some jokes that we actually cut from that uh, for time and for probably being too across the line. But uh, here are a couple of the ones that I liked. I don't know if the guys have heard these ones. I like this one, but I really couldn't come up with a closer for it. Uh, Ukraine has given a medal to the soldier who told the Russian warship to go fuck yourself, which is amazing that that person showed such an incredible act of defiance and embodied the spirit of a nation. But also, how funny would it have been if when they gave him the medal, they were like, here you go. And he goes, you go fuck yourself again. And it turns out like that's just all he says. <laughs> he had like a brain and he's like, you go fuck yourself. And you go fuck yourself. Honey, please. They're trying to help. You go fuck yourself. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to take the kids this is this is too much don't you have anything more that you can say <laughs> and then he picks up a vibrator even the tear in his eye goes go fuck yourself <laughs> um, that's like the a, closer just like a pokemon I thought was, <laughs> go fuck yourself go fuck yourself <laughs> some of these uh we couldn't come up with we had to cut because like we couldn't come What's, up with actual what one do you reckon's the most over the line because that's what i'm interested uh, in okay yeah here we go um <laughs> <laughs> this was Apple uh, Ford. It was a collab with me, Age Robbins, uh, who submitted some jokes, and Bert, our script supervisor. Um, is this one? Scott Morrison. Oh, there's two actually. Scott Morrison got hit in the face with a basketball at a photo op, but no one can figure out who threw the ball. Like, is ScoMo protecting this person's identity? Which begs the question, how many other pedophiles are playing basketball right now? Is that why the shorts are so short? <laughs> something, 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 rim shot. Thank you very much. We would have had a whole joke, but there was another round of cuts to the arts. The other one, accusations of a possible White House cover-up have been leveled against Donald Trump after a seven-hour gap in the White House call logs was discovered during last year's infamous January 6th insurrection. For comparison, the gap on the White House call logs that caused the Watergate scandal and Nixon's resignation were only 18 minutes. Like, honestly, what could Trump have been doing for seven hours? What, did someone give him a McDonald's word jumble? <laughs> um, and then the one that we had to proper cut, apparently someone slapped Scott Morrison. What? Oh, was it someone? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How dare they? An old no, man no. yelled at him, right? An yeah, old man, yeah, yourself. sorry. A senior citizen, <laughs> a senior citizen was uh, found on camera yelling at Scott Morrison at a photo op. And I honestly think it's like, this is, you know, he didn't like it, but it's like, this is really great practice for his next job uh, as a barista at the coffee club. And <laughs> 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 then the, the bit that we had to cut, Bert, was, uh, Bert wrote, which I love, was, um, uh, and it's great, ScoMo just didn't recognize that he was a senior citizen because he wasn't lying neglected in a pool of his own piss. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that... That one makes you think. <laughs> was, uh, I think yeah, we would have had another round of walkouts at, at that stage. Yeah, people were like, it's too real. I should go check on my elderly parents. <laughs> Ports have come out of Ukraine from grandmothers uh, on the Ukrainian front lines that are living uh, in houses that Russian troops in Ukraine don't know how to use a toilet. This is true. And they were amazed that people were defecating inside. Like the Russian troops couldn't understand that you went inside. They didn't know how to use a toilet. This is true. They went into the toilets. And then were like shitting in bowls that they'd put in the toilets because they didn't understand that you, it flushes. And then some of them were stealing the toilet seats and going outside and shitting through the toilet seats in the woods, which is uh, is just ridiculous. Like it's like that old saying, does a bear shit in the woods? I hope so because I'm hungry. <laughs> it's, it's definitely starts off strong. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I've got a feeling that's propaganda. That just doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. No, no, but here's the interesting thing. So Russia is Poopaganda. Taking... <laughs> All right, guys, that's the podcast. That's it. Uh, we've done it. What do you think they thought the toilets were? Because they're like, they're not shitting in them, so they must have thought they served another purpose. 
how could you look at a toilet and what would go through your mind? Like, if you'd never seen a toilet in there, I mean, you must know it's a seat. You must know to sit down yeah. on the toilet. The idea that someone would go in and be like, finally, a toupee rinser. <laughs> finally. And it smells better now. <laughs> I just can't imagine that happening. Like, okay. If I'd- you didn't know what a toilet was and you pressed a flush button. You'd be terrified. Oh, yeah. You, you'd <laughs> you'd have, be so scared. You'd have no idea. And then just a, a dead fish from like three years ago comes to, the, comes to the surface. You're like, this must be the fish machine. This must be the vending fish machine. How many dead fish are in your toilet? Guys, we have so much to go through right now. Is it really good? I put him in there. I put in two Siamese fighting fish and the winner gets to set, get sent home. <laughs> when I was in Malaysia, I, I, I just thought that a bit – I thought I did a shit in a toilet – but it was a bit day and then I got really confused as to when the toilet didn't flush. <laughs> so you sprayed the shit back at yourself? Well, no, because it just started squirting up and I thought I broke the toilet. So I was, what, 13. I love the idea. Was this a standalone bidet? Like uh, apart from the, the toilet or was this a toilet with a bidet feature? No, no, it was just a bidet. It was, I, I thought, oh, I don't know if we can say this, but because I thought everyone was shorter that they had shorter <laughs> toilet seats. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a standalone bidet. So you take a shit, you stand up, yeah, and you waddle over to the bidet. Yeah, that's the that's the European style. I think wow. it's the Japanese. They're style. so free over there. <laughs> They're so quirky. But also, I can't help. It's like sorry, but sometimes you get the slops. And what if you <laughs> take a shit, stand up, walk over, and there's just like some leakage, it's just dripping. <laughs> surely there's surely they would have been like, hey, we got to put these next to each other because this three meters is killing us. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And then the first person would be like, what if we put the bidet inside the toilet? You got Mr. President. Was was handed a medal. And he said, no, fuck you. (laughs) It's the same guy as before. No, fuck you. (laughs) So can we just circle back there, Josh? Did you have to pick the poo out of the bidet and put it into the toilet? No, I left it. (laughs) But you mean, no, no, did you leave, as in you left it there and it was fine or you left the situation? I just left the situation. I think it was the airport. I think, no, I'm not too sure exactly where it was, but yeah, I just bounced. I was like, nope, (laughs) this is someone else's problem now. That's wild. (laughs) The Malaysian economy still hasn't- Hasn't fully recovered. (laughs) Oh my God. Flushing it down the bidet. Yeah. And then just a week later, they're like, bird flu has been sweeping the next day. (laughs) I love the idea that you press flush uh, on the bidet and rather than flushing, it just sprayed the shit and held it midair. <laughs> like it's being levitated. Like it's being levitated. Is this yours? Oh, well done. I think you forgot something. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, okay. The first time I tried a bidet was one of those Japanese toilets. So there's a really fancy shopping mall in Bangkok um, and they've got these fancy Japanese toilets which play music like your own individual music in the store. Does it, okay, so but like does it, is there, you say own individual music, is it individual music catered to you based on the way your butt sits on the chair? Because. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just cool. like, <laughs> there, there's probably one song, but you get to choose it. It's not like one person in the bathroom plays okay, the whole bathroom. If you could, store. if there, right. that machine did exist and you sat on some kind of amazing toilet that customize a song to sync up with your shit experience, what would it be? Tony Knight. It would be the whole Nine Inch Nails album, The Downward Spiral. <laughs> Mine would be the very beginning of Kanye's Donda album, where it's just the woman going, Donda, 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 Donda. I think mine would probably be the Schindler's List theme. 
<laughs> Very upsetting. You, you stand up and everything's black and white except for a little piece of red. <laughs> oh my god! Um, wow. What else did this fancy toilet have? Uh, it had uh, temperature settings for the seat, which is great. Fuck. Um, and then it had free buttons. Three buttons. Free, free. Whoa, and slow down, free, again. <laughs> it had free bidet settings, and they were just different. There was like a little short kind of water like spout. A long macchiato. You can get one I, little bit of fresh. There's a little latte. Under the bum. Could I get a long, a long black or a short brown? <laughs> <laughs> a long water spout. And then one, which looking back is very obvious, was an enema feature. And I pressed the enema feature thinking like that's, you know, because it's got the butt cheeks there. Yeah. Thinking like, well, I want it to reach my bum because that's the point. And I pressed it and it went out my hole. And Wait, in terms of it was very, there was a lot of pressure behind it? There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, because every once in a while I see people clean their cars with a pressure hose and I'm like, okay. I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I'm like, well, Sounds like you bit. were um, assaulted by a toilet. <laughs> uh, well, I, I stood up straight away. Nah, but tell and, me, what, uh, were you, what were you dressed? What were you wearing? <laughs> I stood up straight away. The, and the, then I sat down again. I was like, I, I got stood a up straight away. And I said, <laughs> the worst thing is the NBA feature isn't just like one spray. It's like a 10 second spray. Yeah, so I there. stood up and it sprayed through my legs <laughs> and just into my pants and just wet my shorts. Well, maybe we get a couple more patrons. We can afford to get a bidet. We can test it out. That's what we wanted. Hey guys, are you putting out more content? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. We have no time for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bidet. Yeah, we absolutely. <laughs> Sam's coming in like, hey guys, notice anything? He's like licking his teeth. Hey, mm, that automatic tooth wash. <laughs> tooth washer. I love. I've never been cleaner. <laughs> anyway, you've just got one floating shit in you. Know, you've just got so much shit because you've been shitting in the bidet and then washing your hair with it. <laughs> hey, these all in one. But they sink to work out great. <laughs> I put, I put, yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm all upside down. I'm shitting in the bidet. I'm putting my dishes in the toilet. You don't want to see what I did to the dishwasher. That's a bit of a derailment. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, we get a second podcast in a row where bidets have been a feature. It's hint, just hint. fun to talk about. I would love to do a podcast on bidets. We're all on bidets. No, no, we're all on bidets. And we're all making direct eye contact. And we direct just, eye contact with a thin line of vision. We just hold down the anima button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first one to get up losers. Yeah. Hey, everyone noticed that last episode tonight was a lot better. <laughs> it was really good. A lot of shit talking. It was great. <laughs> the guys seemed to be better spirits. All right, we're going to cut to a quick break. Here are one of the ads that played during the show. We hope you enjoy. After huge delays and blown-out costs, the federal government has finally delivered the NBN to a staggering 36% of Australians. That's a real number. And now we are surprisingly proud to announce our latest communication downgrade, presenting Fibre to the Node, to the Can, to the String. With the potential for up to six cans per household to be connected at the same time, we'll be able to communicate like never before. Connect your home, to your blanket fort, to your treehouse, all in one bundle because our infrastructure can't be bought by foreign powers if it's worthless. Authorised by the Commonwealth Government, China. I, uh, I really like that ad. That's so silly. The, the I fight. actually didn't, haven't listened to it yet. It's still downloading. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
You, that, you said that so straight faced. I was like, motherfucker, you heard it three times last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like that. We did a couple of our, our political ads. We'll play uh, two of the others that we did. We did one more of the government PSAs, but we also did uh, a rendition of the guide, which is one of our favorite ones. I don't know. This is going to be another local reference, but in Perth, uh, there used to be when we were kids, there would be like, six o'clock news and neighbors or whatever. And then there'd be something called The Guide. It was like, hey guys, welcome to The Guide. And it would have these like da 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 kind of music. And it would be the shittest places. Welcome to The Guide, your one-stop shop for what's going on in Perth. Come down to Pat's Butchery. He's still married. I was like, it'd be <laughs> stuff like that. You know, you come down to Calamunda Wet and Wild. Bodies are now, like now body free or something. <laughs> Calamunda Wet and Wild. Not nearly as wet and wild as you would guess from the name. <laughs> yeah, Calamunda. <laughs> it's actually a pretty dry and tame. <laughs> wet and Wild now with a complimentary Veruca sock upon yeah. entry. <laughs> Veruca's a name. Some people are called Veruca. That girl from Some people uh, are called Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka <laughs> in the chocolate factory, right? Was she oh, called Veruca? Yeah, the girl, the posh girl. After that kid got sucked into the thing with uh, what can only be described as the world's biggest reverse bidet. I, <laughs> I, was, I was not interested. Um, That's a terrifying way to go. It's, yeah, because you just got, it's so funny because you're, like, you're watching someone that just died and everyone's like, ah, oh, it's such a fun kid experience. It's like, nah, he's dead, man. He's he's dead. They could show that movie like workplace trainings. Yeah, what could like you, OH oh my God, stuff. I would have loved an OHS seminar for all the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> like, guys, sexual, sexual harassment. They were trying to talk about that. Now, what do you do if you see a death in, in, in the workplace? Yes, you sing and dance about it. Sing and dance, take your kids on a scary ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, that offers a solution to the problem with uh, Ambos getting assaulted. What if they came wearing funny outfits and sang a song every time they picked someone yeah, up? Yeah, I don't like the woo music. I would like... You're putting in compressions. You're trying to go in the same and pace then, as the music. And then every time they drive off, you fly out the back. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, people, a lot more people are dying, but it is funny. There's, there's, it I is funny. One of the funniest videos, it cracks me up every time I saw on YouTube, is this woman getting airlifted. They're like... <laughs> On the news, they're like, we've just rescued Veronica Davies, uh, and here she is. And the helicopter's spinning up. But because of the, I guess it's not the centrifugal force, but because of like the tension or something, they're lifting her up. She is passed out and strapped into one of the, the what are they called? The stretchers? stretchers. Yeah. yeah. And because the helicopter is hovering, She's just spinning and out of control. Faster and faster and faster. It was like the a really upsetting massive scale of those little dolls that you would pull the ripcord when you were a kid <laughs> and they would like fly off, which is another great video because this girl's like, like, mom, mom, you gave it to me for Christmas. And she finally got the toy she wanted and she pulls it and it spins off and goes straight into the fire. <laughs> And you know, look, we're never going to be that funny. We're, just, <laughs> we're never, never going to be that funny. Uh, Christmas ruined. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Did you want the guide played or was that for later? Uh, actually, I, you know what, uh, Josh, we'll just get you to play the guide so you can see what we're talking about. Welcome to the guide, your one-stop shop for the city of Perth. The Brass Monkey. We celebrate every holiday relevant to our patrons, including St. Patrick's Day, Drunk Boxing Day, Divorce Father's Day, and now Opposite Day. The one day of the year where women are safe in the venue. The only bar in Perth with a brick flooring inside that we assume is a byproduct of just how many have been thrown in that place. The Library Nightclub. Have you never learned to read? Then you need the library. Located appropriately within 20 metres of a male strip club and a mini golf, this place has both of them beat by being one of the most expensive male filled holes in Perth. 
So come on down to the only library in the world that goes out of its way to make sure you don't make a return. Rapture Nightclub. Fuck this place. Seriously, fuck this place. The owner once kicked out a person in a wheelchair for blocking a fire exit, then later said he just didn't want people with wheelchairs inside his club. But you know this, so if you still go there, do not come to this show. There is no Venn diagram alive where patrons of that place who willingly go are welcome at this show. You can't have your pie and assault it too. The Guide. For Perth's most relevant info, check us out on MySpace, Friendster and Foxtel. I'll give some bad props to Josh by how well he recreated the whole guide. Uh, I legit thought, I didn't know Josh made the song for that. I legit thought it was the actual Yeah, Josh made it from scratch. All right, so we do a segment called Hot Take within the show. It's a little piece that we kind of uh, talk about an issue and we thought with regards to the election coming up, it would be good to kind of break down the proposed budget. So we had a few gags in there that we, we really like. This is, gives us a great opportunity for our new graphics guy, Mikey, to flex his muscles because he puts in some amazing custom pieces. I think my favorite one was, oh, I think my favorite one was the Jenny Morrison vibrator. Yeah. That one went well both times. Read out the joke. So that was a joke about how Scott Morrison has designated $58 million uh, in the new budget to sufferers of endometriosis, which is great, but that was only after Jenny came to him uh, as a sufferer and talked to him about it. So it's like, I just wish more of everyday Australians' concerns aligned with Jenny's views. Like if Jenny wanted her vibrators to be solar powered, we might actually get them. But even then I would be agreeing finally with critics of renewables being like, it's just not going to keep up with demand. It's just not going to keep up. And then we had a picture of like, now admire the Jenny Morrison brand collection. Uh, it was like, turn a, turn a bush, turn a fire into a uncontrollable flood. Um, here is actually well, one of Tony's, <laughs> Tony's contributions, which was one of my favorites. Spending on public schools is to be cut by $500 million. This is uh, why we had to cut the other monologue joke because you can't, I don't want to mention the same thing twice. Spending has been cut, but private school funding has increased, which has allowed Josh Frydenberg to be able to say, hey, we have the biggest spend on education in history. But it's like, yeah, but that's at the expense of cuts to public school. You know, like you're shifting the goalposts, like Frydenberg, um, you're measuring your dick from the butthole, <laughs> which is great. And there's a little graphic of uh, him with a ruler in his pants. It's really a lot of fun to be able to kind of do these ones. My favorite one that got no laughs uh, was the one about <laughs> there's $3.7 billion for a new fast rail in regional Australia. It'll be so fast you'll be able to go from Perth to Darwin whilst it's still owned by Australia. My uh, I, Another one I liked was talking about a billion dollars for the Great Barrier Reef, which sounds like a lot, but that's over 10 years. And it's only after the UN in, warned that it intended to list the reef as in danger. And it's like, yeah, nice going, UN. Tell the Great Barrier Reef to take a number behind everyone else in Australia, behind women, Indigenous Australians, the trans community, climate scientists, the ABC, artists, single parents, YouTube comedians, aged care residents, and the straight white man. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But there, there has to be something for conservatives who come in tonight. And evidently, it wasn't enough. Uh, <laughs> they just take and they take and they take. And another contribution by Tony, which is a great one. They'll also be spending $20 million to plant trees to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. <laughs> Tony, what did you say? I said um, it's weird that they plant the trees because uh, wouldn't a reptile prefer a pond? Outstanding. <laughs> so that, that was a hot take. Then we also had a really fun segment where we brought out our local comedian, Mark Canny, who was in a sketch Keeping Up With The Morrisons, dressed as Scott Morrison Uncanny. in a Hawaiian uh, flower thing, a lei, I think it's called, uh, yeah, yeah. and his like Hawaiian shirt and stuff. But he came on with a giant fake moustache pretending to not be Scott Morrison, defending Scott Morrison, which is 
It proved a bit too clever. Guys, we're going to move on to uh, another segment. So we spoke a bit within the show about the member or the candidate endorsed for the Liberal seat in Warringah, um, Catherine Deves, and how she'd make comments about the trans community. She was clearly trying to drive like a wedge to bring on, you know, some of the crazies mm. and, you know, support that because she didn't really have that many policies. And we had that great joke, just like, oh, um, and it's only when trans women compete in sports that men care about women coming first. Let's uh, let these four guys figure out this, <laughs> this trans <laughs> issue, shall we? Well, it's funny because Catherine Let's Deves, let the guys get to the bottom of this. <laughs> the text messages said that she uh, said trans women were indulging in woman face. Like, you know, black face or uh, are there any other faces I'm missing? A yellow face mm -hmm. from and, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mickey Rooney, right? Yeah. yeah. Donning the yellow face. Yeah. yeah. And you can also do white face. You can do white That's face. That's possible. But it's yeah. pretty funny when they do. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and kids still pay people to come to their birthday parties in white face, which no one's Tiger face. Fairy face. <laughs> There's oh, so many faces you can do. I meant clowns, but you actually took it away further away. Some kid has like a, has a lion face and he's like, I'm the most dangerous animal. Rawr, rawr. And then some fucking fucking chav walking through, some Esche walking through Northern. He's like, you think you're the fucking king of the jungle? I'm the king. He just coward punches this little kid. He's just like, this is my fifth birthday and it's going to be a last. <laughs> <laughs> he just he comes through. The Wizard of Oz, are you calling me fucking loser? Huh? Are you my dad? And he's just like, he's, the kid's just crying there in the end. He's, he's so scared. He, just, he drops all his party bags. He's holding like 10 because no one came to the party. He's, he's the saddest thing you've ever seen. A kid has been coward punched today holding 10 bags. Welcome to the guard. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, um, man. We'll cut that. Guys, that was a really good riff. You guys were really, really <laughs> good riff. Um, so we had this idea at the end because uh, Sam, we're going to show you a bit later where Sam talks about having his own political party. And then at the end of the show, uh, he runs out and goes, only vote for Sam Cribb. He's exposing the truth. And he's wearing the trench coat and he opens it. And originally, uh, so this is what happened. And we'll tell you what we originally planned. What happened was uh, he had flesh-colored underwear that said the truth in it. So he's exposing the truth. Yeah, the only party exposing the truth. Very cute, you know. Um, but the original idea that Tony had was, hey, wouldn't it be great if Sam ran on naked with his dick tucked between his legs, <laughs> uh, singing a version of Goodbye Horses saying from that, like, um, from the Buffalo Bill out of Science Lands, would you vote for me? I'd vote for me. I'd vote for me so hard. <laughs> There, that was the first time we actually did a cold open, which is cool. Uh, cold open is a talk show term for, uh, I guess, warming the audience up. Usually we'd have an opening uh, act to warm the comic up, someone to be like, hey, uh, I'm the straight white guy who's opening the show before the straight white guy that hosts the show. And then they just do a couple of jokes and kind of MC the crowd, tell you like, hey, don't take any photos, don't take any, no eye contact, do not look at him. Um, look down, but don't yeah, look and down. and do not look directly at Sam's mangina. Yeah, because <laughs> it will look back at you. Yeah, <laughs> when you stare into the mangina, sometimes the mangina stares back, and then it, it winks at you. <laughs> um, no, so that was uh, there was First a cold rosa in the splash zone. <laughs> but we're going to be <laughs> yeah, it's like, Sam, ponchos. like Gallagher. <laughs> do you want to see me put a sledgehammer on this man's balls? <laughs> I don't know if I'm relevant still. Uh, did he die? He feels like someone that died from COVID. <laughs> I don't know. He's definitely fallen out of favor. There was that funny thing where he stormed off Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, really? Gallagher? He, yeah, Gallagher. Why? What did he, why? What I'd did have he... to go back and listen, but I think Mark, I think Mark Maron's like, I 
I think comedy's moved on from just smashing watermelons and he's like, ah, you're terrible. But here's <laughs> the thing. I, I was like, is that out. all he does? So I looked up a special of Gallagher. It's just prop comedy. And it's prop comedy. But one time he's like, I'm the world's biggest uh, trampoline. And he was like, just jumping on a very big trampoline. Yeah. Um, and people were, were loving it. And the kind of people that would have hated last night's show, <laughs> I imagine, <laughs> you know, who'd be like, hey, I go for Gallagher because that's as edgy as it gets. Literally a soft, round melon. It's like if you do prop comedy, you either become quite tame like Gallagher or just get fucking ripped like Carrot Top. <laughs> you either die if a prop comic or live long enough to die a prop comic. Listen, <laughs> listen if you're going to be a prop comic, you're going to need to know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I forget why you're talking about Gallagher. <laughs> but I like the uh, the cold open though, uh, for those who uh, didn't get a chance to see it, it was Sam in a kimono and he's like stressed out because he doesn't know who to vote for. I have um, to vote early because, and the joke is, because of my brittle bones and limited mental capacity, I'm considered a boomer. So he goes through the parties and then I give him a little rundown of all of them. All right, buddy, you're good to go. Just remember the rules, okay? No eye contact, no mouth contact, and do not gaslight me on stage because everyone says you do and you know it. Hold on, I just have to vote first. What, what are you doing that now for? I get to vote early. Because of my brittle bones and limited mental capacity, I'm considered a boomer. Okay, well, who are you going to vote for? I don't know. I don't know much about the parties. I normally just vote for the sex party, but I really don't think it's working because I haven't had sex in like 30 years. Okay, all right. Well, just give me a rundown and I'll tell you what they are. Uh, we've got the liberals. They want to make poor people illegal. Labor. They want to make COVID illegal. How about the Greens? They want to make soap illegal. The Indigenous Aboriginal Party. Uh, indigenous rights. One Nation. Indigenous wrongs. The Nationals. Do you have a Land Cruiser? Uh, no. Then don't worry. Australia First. Oh, they are cooked. Legalised Cannabis Australia. Oh, they are cooked. Jackie Lambie. She's 116th problematic. Western Australia Party. Uh, they don't want to let anyone in. Informed Opinion Anti-Vaxxers. Why won't they let us in? Australian Federation Party. They want to screw refugee children. Australian Christian Party. Screw Australian children. Country Liberals. We need to tighten our belts. Clive Palmer. Why is this belt so tight? The Animal Justice Party. They want to save the animals. Shooters and fishers. They want to kill the animals. Socialist Alliance. They are the animals. It's all pretty confusing. Can't they just be a party that does what they want, says what they want, wears what they want, and wants to give guns to kids? Oh, yeah, yeah, they have that. Bob Catter. Ah, Robert Kettle. Cool, done. Let's go get that democracy doodle. Stop calling it that. The other one that we were going to do was uh, the flight center one. It was me and Sam uh, as office employees, right? And then we're really bummed out and bored. And then I get a call and I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I hang up the phone. I go, Sam, there's a national emergency in every state requiring Scott Morrison's immediate presence. And Sam goes, Jesus Christ, we're rich. And then it cuts to a board that's filled with a bunch of flight destinations and uh, Hawaii says like $1,000 and then he scrubs it out and writes like $100,000. <laughs> and then he, we start partying and stuff and it cuts to the outside and it's a flight center out. <laughs> Guys, we're going to cut to another quick break. We'll be back with Sam's segment. Have you ever bought or rented a movie that wasn't quite right? It may have been an Australian film. Did it have Russell Crowe acting or Baz Luhrmann directing and so claims to be Aussie? Was it based on a Tim Winton coming-of-age novel and will be played on a loop in Year 11 English classes nationwide? Perhaps it was a historical drama from Australia's colonial past that glances over certain key genocides. No matter which of the three stories that are Australian film, 
these movies take in hundreds of dollars in ticket sales a year. And that could be going to Disney. Do your part to stop the spread of Australian film. And instead, go see a sporting match. Authorised by the Department of Sport. You fucking drama kid. Oh, hey, look at the drama kid, hey. Look at him. Oh, hey, where's your bag, drama kid? Oots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to be cool when I'm 40. That uh, <laughs> that uh, was too real. Way too real. Uh, I like that one. I, we'll play it one uh, on one of the other podcasts, but I also really like the SBS Go ad <laughs> where SBS uh, provides a new channel that's to try and make money. That's literally just all the porn from foreign films. <laughs> I don't know. If that, I thought SBS, that was just me, and then it turns out it resonates with a lot of millennials. Yeah, I am. When, when I was SBS after ten pm, yeah. Is the place to when go. I was a kid, I was looking through like the TV guide one night, and SBS at like eleven o'clock, they had a movie called like My Pornographic Affair, and like as a teen, as a kid, I was like, oh man, this is going to be good. So I watched it like thinking it was going to be porn me to jerk off, and from memory, it was this really sad movie about like a family falling apart. And I was like, I jerk off to this. I've already come. As uh, you saw the title, you saw a family yeah. crying at the beginning. You're like, I'll never top this, but I will bottom it, guys. We're gonna move on. This is the last the last segment of the show we wanted to cover. We would love to go through it all, but. You just have to buy a ticket to the next show. But we will be doing extended cuts on the Patreon, so we'd love to uh, see you there. But the segment we do, try and give Sam like his own segment. Guys, these elections are so stressful. We've got so much information to cover. I don't know how we, we get through it. Sam, what do you think? I would like, it is too stressful. Everyone's always arguing. They're slinging mud at each other. And I think the worst part about any election cycle is just all the opinions on social media. It's like, don't use entertainment to push your shitty hot takes. No offense, Colin. <laughs> I just like, I hate all the propaganda you get as well. Like just the other day, I found a One Nations fucking pamphlet in my mailbox. Luckily, I had a piece of shit to pick it up with. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. But I just feel like none of the big parties care about us. I want a party that cares about me, like me specifically. I think Australia deserves a party that reaches for the stars and is tall enough to grab them. <laughs> a party that's conservative, like a private school girl's uniform, but also sexy, like a private school girl's uniform. <laughs> Australia deserves a party with big ideas, not thick ideas, but they're long ideas. The type of ideas that make you say he's got a great personality. WA needs Sam Cribb's Cribral Party. Oh, you went all out. You really did it. Yes. It's a movement. It cannot be stopped. All right. Uh, and what do the Cribrals believe? We've got a couple main platforms. We believe we need to change the date. We support it wholeheartedly. Monday should come after Friday. <laughs> we want to get rid of hex debts on the condition everyone in Perth goes to a meeting about how to merge. <laughs> the, meeting, it's, the meeting will go for five hours. The actual course itself is about 10 minutes, but the doorway to get in is a fucking nightmare. I want to make sex work legal because sex work is work. Especially when it comes to me jerking off. That's a three-man job. 
and I am sick of being banned off Airtasker. <laughs> Women's issues. I actually don't feel like I'm the authority on this subject, so I did reach out to the expert, Scott Morrison. <laughs> what I did though, right? What I did was take his thoughts and opinions on mining and I changed the words mine to women. <laughs> Australia was built from women. Women made this country what it is today and we should continue to build women whenever possible. I would give my life to protect women. I love women. When I'm at home, wiping away my tears with the Daily Mail, I think about all the great women of Australia. That also meant I had to take his actual thoughts on women, but I replaced the word women with mining. <laughs> Who needs mining? <laughs> Loud, annoying mining. It's never good when you see mining issues in Parliament, especially when there are so many more pressing issues facing the country. It's all mining all the time. I think anyone who supports mining should be thrown into a woman. <laughs> and finally, we have a budget. I've cracked open the Federal Reserve and I've reallocated $500 billion every year. Do you want to see how it breaks down? 10% of it is going to go... <laughs> I made that chart myself. 10% of it is going to go to making sports accessible for all Australians. I'm going to go to every rooftop and collect every tennis ball, soccer ball, footy and frisbee I can find and reallocate it amongst Australians. 5% is going to go to helping save the Great Barrier Reef in the form of self-esteem lessons. You don't need bleach or any other work I've done. You're beautiful just the way you are. I'm taking 25% and I'm going to establish a special task force that's going to find out what the hell happened to Dunkaroos. Where did Dunkaroos go? That was like the best part of my childhood. I remember eating a Dunkaroo every day at recess in year three. That was the best five years of my life. 45% is going to go towards protecting Australian native animals. I want to give every animal an Adidas bum bag and a Bluetooth speaker that plays Hilltop Hoods nonstop. Because if you've been on public transport recently, you know how scary that is. 80% of the budget is going to go towards funding the ABC because Australia deserves and needs a fourth season of Around the Twist. Exactly. And finally, 420% of my budget is going to be allocated towards legalizing cannabis. I'm sick and tired of cops not finding it funny when they pull me over and ask, are you high? And I say, no, you're just short. It's a good joke, damn it. This election, when you go to vote, remember, don't look to the big parties for support. Look to the big man. The big man with little ideas and vote for the criberals. Authorized by some crib.
That was good. That sounds that sounds like a that sounds like a lot of fun. That's actually the boring part. The real fun happens when I use my new platform to push fringe conspiracy theories and completely derail political discourse. That's like one of the most insightful things you've ever said. What more can I say? Apple. Chair. Roof. Okay, all right. You, you had a good streak and it's done. Um, all right, that was amazing. That, that was a, I really enjoyed that segment. For those of you, uh, like obviously listening here, we, um, when Sam talks about the budget breakdown, the graph isn't an even pie chart. It's just like a bunch of cut up squares, like shapes and angular triangles that don't line up properly, which is why I just found that so funny. It is very good. And one. also I think my favorite joke was the, the nationals voting card. Thankfully I had a piece of, piece, a piece piece of, of shit to, to pick, pick it up with. <laughs> um, that mining joke, the swapping the woman for mining came out so good. I might actually use that in a set. That was, yeah. I was so happy with that. That worked really well. What did you, uh, we had a couple of things that we cut from, from this, from that show, I left out talking about the ABC funding to the ABC. Australia wants a fourth season of. No, that was in. Okay, well, fuck it. I guess I'm gonna go home then. No, no, you kept it in, but what you didn't do in the second show, which I think is the cut, the way. Oh yeah, on. so in the second show, I didn't do the epi- the description of the episodes. So Sam had ideas for the episodes. Oh, sorry. Of what they could be, and my favorite one was um, Pete downloads Tinder and matches with Bigfoot. <laughs> Linda gets so into plants that she becomes one. And the uh, was the Bronson one. Bronson learns he can fart gold coins and he tanks the economy, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is just Bitcoin. I think it was, like, yeah, it's you know, it's like a commentary, you know, like, it's like political. Life it's like and- smart because the people who grew up watching around the twist are just into Bitcoin now. Yeah. What about like? <laughs> what about a dark, gritty reboot of Around the Twist? Oh my god! Because everyone who watched it as that. kids would be into that. There was just so much in that show, but yeah, I'm really happy with it. It was a really cool experience. Uh, I definitely like to do another one, and thankfully we have a good three years to prepare. I think uh, until the next government uh, is in, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you guys will be able to see extended cuts. Maybe we cuts. could do um. Other specials, we had a Christmas special. We oh, had an yeah. election special. One of the ideas we had was either a Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah, like Sam is the host and I'm the co-host. Uh, I would love to see that. I think a lot of people would really enjoy that. That would be great. And uh, it would give a, a lot of perspective. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where we're going to find a desk that's going <laughs> to come up to your navel though. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, a really cool experience. Uh, we'll be back monthly at the Record Bite with just our regular episodes tonight, Underground. Um, and then we're still aiming to do our big main hall shows uh, once or twice a year. So we'll see how that goes. And we're all aiming to kind of build this up and build on the TikTok. We've had a very cool week on TikTok. We've hit over 100,000 views a week now, which is great. So if you want to check out that, that'll be cool. The Patreon's going to have a bunch of extended additional content. So our next ever show will be on the 2nd of June downstairs at the Record Bite. You can get ticks through megaticks.com. We are going to have some amazing guests up there some more Sam segments and like I'd love to do another cold open yes and another maybe mini sketch that was so much fun to do and the boys did a great job uh pulled that together in like a day yeah it was a very short filming session for us which is rare very rare normally we go way over time I found it worked and I chafed by the end yeah it's true. Uh, so, guys, if you want to see the extended edition of this, please sign up to the Patreon. We got a shout out for a new sub, sub for this week, Stephen Hopkins. Uh, and love we got you, buddy. A shout out for egg. our new Dom this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stephen Hopkins again. <laughs> He's versatile. Uh, so, guys, this is Ebsworth Weekly. I've been Colin Ebsworth. I've been Sam Cribb. And I've been Tony Knight. 
And I've been Josh Mills. And I've been Sam Cribb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. This presentation was brought to you by Puppy Breath Records. Find us on Facebook and Instagram.